Thank you so much for joining us today. We would love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment and visit NBCOcala.com stories to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to help support the ministry financially, you can give online or through our mobile giving app. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Those of you that are here watching this via on live stream, thank you. I want to welcome our Meadowbrook family that's online. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. If you're a Christian and a minister, if you can't teach something after that powerful worship set, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Honor, just a powerful, powerful message. Thank you so much for being here tonight. You know, Wednesdays are worth it. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Eran Ibarra. I'm one of the uh, privileged pastors here at the church. And uh, Pastor Tim does send his greetings. Uh, he is not here with us. And I am, but, you know, I'm just. <laughs> but he wants to encourage all of us to be here on Sunday because he's going to start a new series called New View. A new view. And I haven't read any of the notes, but as I pray, I've been praying for him and stuff. It's kind of like taking off my glasses. Because how many of you know in life all kinds of junk get on your glasses, if you will? It's like putting them back on and all of a sudden it's a new view. And I'm looking forward to that tonight, I mean on Sunday. But tonight I have a, a, a few things I want to say to you. And it's kind of like... Sometimes in life we, we are called to do things and we are appointed to do things or we feel a desire to do certain things and, and we do them. But sometimes when things get tough or stressed out, most people and most leaders do this. They put their head down and guess what they do? They go forward, forward. But God is calling us not to do this. He's calling us to live life more like this rather than just a task or a calling but a kingdom, a new view, a way to do things. And in watching the Olympics, I don't know about you, but I watch the Olympics, you know. I love the Olympics. I even love world soccer, you know, the World Cup every four years. That happens too in the Winter Olympics, you know. I'm a sports guy. You think I'm bad. My wife. <laughs> Anything San Francisco, Niners, Giants, all that stuff, Golden State, all that stuff. She's she tells me to be quiet, and she takes over the remote. <laughs> but in the Olympics, we know that we have all these different athletes, and they do different things, they different types of sports. And, and during this Olympic, we saw a lot of great victories. There was this four-foot-eight super gymnast from the United States. Uh, she won the all-around in the vault, and she did all kinds of things, and it was fantastic, called the greatest gymnast ever. But how many of you know that she had to train a certain way? to be able to achieve those things. But then there's others that won the gold but lost reputation, some of those swimmers that we're talking about. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? Because just because you compete and achieve certain things doesn't mean you go about it the right way. And today's message that I want to present to you is called this, Don't Isolate, Participate. Because a lot of times when we're doing things and things go wrong, guess what we usually do? We usually isolate. But God calls us to par what? Participate. But sometimes we run in our own lane and uh, 
we're not following the rules. Earlier today, I was uh, talking with, with someone, and, and we were just discussing some of the things about winning. And not necessarily just winning, but how you win is just as important. One of the things that happened during this Olympic game was during the women's 5,000-meter run. It was during the first heat, and uh, this lady from New Zealand, Nikki Hablin and Abby uh, D'Agostino from the United States, the New Zealand was in front and the United States was behind, and they were running, and they were not going to win that heat, but they were going to qualify to go into the finals because of their times, you know, the world standings and things of that nature. The New Zealand lady was running, and she was in her stride right on time, and they had 2,000 more meters to go. The one in front kind of stumbled, and the American tripped over and fell. The New Zealand lady fell and hit her head, and she stayed, but the American jumped right up, and she took two steps forward and then turned around and picked her up. She said, come on, we're in the Olympics, and picked her up. And they finished the race, but then as, before they finished the race, then the American started taking off, and she fell because she had torn her meniscus and her ACL. Then the New Zealand lady stopped, turned around, and now she went back and picked her up. Now watch, and they didn't come in last. Some other ladies didn't even finish the race. Here was one New Zealand lady that fell, busted her head. Scraped her knee. The other one, torn ACL, torn meniscus. And they both finished the race. When all the smoke settled and all the awards were given out, guess what? The Olympic Committee gave them two medals, two awards. But watch, that's only been given out 17 times in the entire history of the Olympic modern games. And this is called the Pierre de Corbotin Medal. It's the spirit of humanity and sportsmanship. Sometimes it's hard when you train and you sacrifice. And there are times that you do need to separate and isolate. But why you separate and why you isolate is important. Because if you go about it the wrong way, you can become disqualified in the things of God. I'm talking to myself. I've had to struggle with this throughout the years. But I know this much. That when you train, you have to train within boundaries and standards. Others at times within this Olympics have taken shortcuts to win a prize. You ever heard of a guy named Ben Johnson? Canadian sprinter. Three gold medals. Stripped. Marion Jones. Great American athlete, four-time gold medal winner, silver, gone. How about Lance Armstrong in the Tour de France? Gone. And everything that they stood for, tainted, foundations lost, people hurt, money recouped back that was given to them because they tried to take shortcuts to a goal that they believed was in their heart. And I believe they are athletes and it was right to, to train and go for it, but they went about it the wrong way. In 2 Corinthians 6, 17, it says this, Come out from among them and be separate. Be other and different. Be godly. So being separated 
is not wrong. But we have to remember of why we're being separated. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and through 7, it talks about the soldier, the athlete, and the farmer. Say soldier. The soldier is to please the one who has enlisted them. And in this being a soldier in the scripture, it talks about enduring hardship. The Bible tells us, consider it not strange concerning the fiery trials of your faith. So it's nothing new to the Christian. But when those temptations come, we usually cower and isolate. Everyone say athlete. The athlete doesn't win unless he competes according to the rules. That's in scripture. Everyone say farmer. A farmer has to work hard. I remember at times during the summers that I'd go visit my, my uncle in Texas. And I've talked about him before. And he was a rancher, kind of uh, grew grain sorghum and cotton. And um, it's hot in Texas in the summer. Uh, it, uh, did I say it was hot in Texas? And uh, we'd get up early in the morning. I was a young, early in the morning. Farmers do certain things in the morning because there's no sun out there. But if you delay, the sun comes out, then you get weary. You're in an open field. There's no shade except a hat, jug of water. And you have to do certain things in order to receive a yield from your crop. Some of you have desires in your heart. And I believe through the Spirit of God, you have greatness on the inside of you. But what you and I both need to do, we need to be like the soldier, We need to be like the athlete, and we need to be like the farmer. If a soldier doesn't train, he can get shot by the guy that enlisted him. It's called treason. Any military veterans I have here? Come on, how many know what I'm talking about, right? Cowardness in the time of of war. They used to hang people. I better not even go there. That's not even on my notes. The athlete. The Dallas Cowboys. Can I get an amen, somebody? Come on. All right. How he said, preach it. See, there was athletes. One-third of a major team was disqualified. That's like 80 athletes were disqualified from a major team because they cheated. Sometimes we cheat to seemingly get ahead. Sometimes we cheat because of a job or relationship that we want, prestige or fame. We do need to separate from certain things, but we can never separate from God. And watch this. And we can never isolate ourselves from people. Why do you think we have all these small groups in Meadowbrook College? Why do you think we have Dream Team and these different events in the community so people can feel connected So people will know that Meadowbrook Church is here and that we care for them. But we need to be apart. I'm going to share this scripture with you. Proverbs 18, 1 and 2. It says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desires. He rages against all wise judgment. A fool has no delight in understanding but in expressing his own what? This word here, a man who isolates himself, 
in the Hebrew, in my type of study, it, it, it implies this, that there is a time to separate. But when you separate, you cannot seek your own desires outside of God. With what you're going through in life, have you asked God to help you? Because if God is helping you, he will help you to be able to help someone else. In the Message Bible, it says this in Proverbs 18, 1 and 2. Loners who care only for themselves selves spit on the common good. Fools care nothing for thoughtful discourse. All they do is run off at the mouth. Uh, how many of you know we're in the political season? Let's try this. How many of you know we're in the political season? It goes on to say here in the Amplified Bible, it says this, He who willingly separate and estranges himself from God and who? Man. Seeks his own desires and pretexts to break out against all wise and sound judgment. A self-confident fool. Like I said, we're in the political scene. A self-confident fool has no delight in understanding, but only in revealing his own personal opinions and himself. Uh, how many of you ever met somebody like that? Uh, how many of you ever been somebody like that? I got to raise both hands and my foot. I raise the other one, but I'd fall down. Don't laugh so hard. What's the matter with you? Ushers? No, I'm just kidding. In the Bible knowledge commentary, it says this. The double trouble of the fool is this. A closed mind and an open mouth. Isn't that wild? A real fool has a closed mind but an open mouth. In Proverbs 15, 2, it says this. But the mouth of a fool gushes out folly. In Proverbs 15, 2, out of the New Living Translation, it says this, out of the mouth of fool comes nothing but belching of foolishness. Belches of fool. Picture that. Belches of foolishness. That's crazy to me. But it gives you an idea of what happens when you isolate yourself. When you feel like nobody cares. When you think that God isn't there. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. I felt that way before, but I catch myself more and more quickly. Why? Because I don't want to be belching out foolishness. Oh, I won't even go there. <laughs> Why do people willingly and willfully separate or isolate themselves, belching out all foolishness? Why are people looking to isolate themselves? It may be that they're looking for some form of peace, maybe some form of release from stress, anxiety, or fear. But they believe this lie, that they can achieve more by themselves than through others. How many of you ever heard it said, if you want something done, what? Do it yourself. If you want something done, what? Do it Yourself. We want something done right, do it yourself. I read this in a leadership book. You can probably do it right by yourself, but you won't be able to do it for long. Why do you think people are so anxious and angry? Because they're unfulfilled on the inside. Because their expectations of dreams that are there 
seems so far away over there. And the greater the distance, the greater the anxiety and the tension. But when you isolate yourself to pray, to seek God, guess what happens? The things that seem so far away start seemingly closer and closer. And though it may be this far away and you still don't have it, you won't have the anxiety or the fear because you know that God is with you and on your side working on your behalf. I don't know about you, but that's good news to me. Every day I try to get up and remind myself, God, today, this is your day. You will help me. I need you, Lord. And I bow myself and I get up and sometimes my knees creak, but I don't care. Because I don't want to isolate myself from the presence of Almighty God. How many of you want to be happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, to be a blessing? To bring glory to God. I know I do. Pastor Tim talked about it during our vision that he talked about on on this past Sunday. We need to understand that we as Christians are never to isolate ourselves from the world, but to be insulated from its effects. I'll say that again. God never called us to isolate ourselves from the world or from people, but he has called us and he promised us that we could be insulated from its effects. We can be insulated from the effects of the world because to love God is to love people. Not just love God's people, but all people. I'll say that again. To love God is to love people. Not just love God's people, but love all people. To serve God is to serve people, not just God's people, but to serve all people. Red and yellow, black and white, they are all what? Precious in his sight. We cannot have a huddle of us four and no more. Gimme, gimme, my name is Juan Pablo Jimmy, something like that. (laughs) I'll let that settle just a little bit. I want to read something to you here. This is an excerpt out of a book that I've read, and I've gone back and read a little bit more. And this is, this is the title of the book, Deliver Us from Meville. That's the name of a book. See, I need to read things like that to keep me in check, okay? I'm just being not transparent with you. Deliver Us from Meville by David Zimmerman. Peter is among the first of Jesus' contemporaries to give his life up and follow Jesus. He's one of the first to voice the suspicion and the illumination that this teacher, this wonder worker, may just be the man of God, the God-man, the Messiah they all had been praying for and expecting. Peter's acknowledgement that Jesus is the Christ is admirable and even enviable to those in his group. But no sooner that he had said it, he had developed this Messiah complex that I know who this Messiah is in the concept that I have. Deliver me from evil. And then it goes on, Jesus, he said, I won't let you suffer. Jesus, I will always stand by you. Jesus, I'd die before I'd betray you. Peter dismisses this faithlessness of his friends even as he boldly asserts his own greatness. Jesus was the Messiah, but Peter forgot that he was a man. 
Peter's self-confidence is met by one of Jesus' harshest rebukes, saying to him, get thee behind me, Satan. No less than Peter, the first undisputed leader of the Christian church, mind you, is accused by no less than Jesus himself for doing no less than the devil's handiwork. A few pages later, we see Peter showing himself faithless, proving that he is not the man he thought he was, even as Jesus did prove that he was the Messiah. Question, how can a man that walked with Jesus being confident one moment and then isolated and selfish the next moment being intimidated by two young girls asking him, you also are one of these Galileans, are you not? At that moment, Peter had to choose between two opinions, the opinions of Christ or the opinions of selfishness. And he chose selfishness, and then he re rebelled, and guess what? He isolated himself. But I have good news for you. I both have been that but I've also been when Jesus rose from the dead and he told the two women, go tell the disciples and Peter that I am risen. I don't care where you've been, but you don't have to feel isolated in the house of God. You don't have to feel condemned in your mind when sin has entered into your life. Because if there's room for Peter that walked with Jesus, I'm sure enough there's room for both of us at Calvary. I'm even reminded of Elijah the prophet when King Ahab married Jezebel. Elijah confronts the king because of his evil, strong, bold. Elijah commands it not to rain. God provides for him under a tree by the brook Cherub. He then in turn, Elijah finds a woman who has these sticks. And then in turn, what happens is she makes him a cake, and he eats, and then she eats, and then oil and flour does not cease until the, after this, this raging uh, drought. He raises this woman's son from the dead. Elijah again confronts Ahab, and he does not die. He has this great confidence, these great miracles. He even defeats 450 of the prophets of Baal, and no one escapes. He kills them all, and fire comes down from heaven. And then again, Ahab tells uh, the king tells his wife, and then this great prophet Elijah is afraid because of an angry woman. I'll let that settle right there. There's something about an angry woman. Uh, but that's a message for another, another time. All because of an angry woman, he sees all these great miracles. But a woman, all of a sudden, caught between two opinions, and he's afraid. And it says that he runs and leaves his servants. And then he runs another day, and he passes out. But the mercy of God sends an angel and says, wake up and eat bread and drink water. And he refreshes himself. Even when you're isolated and you're fearful and you run away, God, through his merciful presence, still seeks you in your isolation. The psalmist says, where can I run from your spirit, O God? If I make my, head, my bed in the mountain or in the sea or even in hell, you are there. No matter where you are, God is seeking you out. 
If you feel isolated and condemned and downtrodden tonight, God wants to restore you and said, I haven't forgotten you. I haven't forgotten you. I haven't forgotten you. I know where you are. I know where you've come from, but I still love you and I still extend my mercy and my grace to you. I'm here to tell you today that the Holy Spirit can repair and restore and renew. Jesus forgives, he favors, and he also forgets. God the Father accepts, directs, but he also corrects. He also corrects. The correction for you today, remember traps and tricks. The esteem that you may not have may be because of the words of your mouth or the occasion of the fellowship that you have with people. You have to line up your words and your thoughts and your actions to what the word of God is saying to you. In here, earlier I said, come out from among them and be ye separate. It says, for what do we have with the prophets of Baal? What in hell do you want? What can hell present to you to change your ways, to deceive you and make you think that there's more for you in the ways of hell than in the ways of heaven? There is no middle of the road. There's mercy, there's grace, but there's also correction and truth. We want truth, we want blessing, but we have to train like the athlete, the soldier, and the farmer. We can't have our cake and eat it too. I need to have less cake to tell you the truth. <laughs> and as we continue on, I want to bring some hope to you on how to participate. I have this little card here. I think I brought it. I may not have brought it. Maybe I lost it. Oh, here it is. We have things for you to participate in. It's right here. Make the move. We're growing. We have Heart of the Woman coming up September the 11th. We have baptisms that are coming up September the 18th. We have a special guest speaker, Reggie Dabbs, coming October 23rd. We have the, middle, the men's rally that same night, October 23rd. We have Serve Week from November 6th to November the 12th. And then Bags to Bumpers, which is our, our food drive, it's November the 13th, all services. We have special guest speaker, Pastor A.R. Bernard. We have Meadowbrook Christmas Live coming up December 10th and the 11th, Christmas Eve service on December 24th. You can't say we don't have a place for you. We have small groups to get out of rows and get into circles. Why do we do that? Just because we want to do events? No, because we want to connect you to God and connect you with other people. And then when we do that, we need your help. We have dream team. We have connected dots. We have growth track. Why? Because we need your help. The scripture says, pray and ask the Lord to send help from the sanctuary. You want to feel not isolated? You want to feel fulfilled? The Bible tells us that he who wants friends must show himself friendly. I never have any friends. Nobody likes me. I don't have nothing to do. 
You remember Pastor Tim says, sometimes when people enter a room, they light up the room, and others light up the room when they leave. <laughs> ¿Cómo que leave? ¿Está loco? <laughs> In these last moments that I have, I want to talk to you about something found in the book of Galatians, and we're going to put it up on the screen. Galatians is this, Christian Jews returning back to the law and mixing things up with Christianity. In chapter 3, it tells us this, oh foolish Galatians, remember the belching, the isolating, remember all that, image picture, right? Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you or deceived you that you should not obey the truth? Have you, starting out in the spirit, now wind up in works? See, we don't work just to work. We work to serve God, to help people. Because if we work to work, it's just religion. But we need the presence of God in all that we do. The Bible says do all work in your family, in your office, at church. Do all work as unto the Lord. And you know what? You'll be able to deal with things more often. When things get on your nerves, when you focus on God, it's an easy thing to go, ha, ah, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him with the spirit of anger and rebellion and judgment and pointing the finger. Is that what it says? It says, Gentleness, the Amplified says this, not with a sense of superiority or self-righteousness. Deliver me from evil. That's what it's saying. It says, keep watch over yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so you fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ is the law of love. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one of you test his own work, and then his reason to boast or his joy will be in himself, a personal satisfaction alone and not in your neighbor. Each for each will have to bear his own responsibility. At the end of the day, you know who is in charge of your Christianity? You are. Pastor Tim and the rest of us that are here, we're here to help you to move from where you are to what? To where God wants you to be. But unless you come up asking for help and direction, there's nothing that I can do about it. If I try to control your will, you know what that is? Witchcraft. That's what the Bible says. You guys okay? Trust me, we're almost done. Pastor Tim's watching. No, I'm just kidding. And it says, yeah, bless me. And it says, for each will have his, his, to bear his own load. Let the one who has taught the word share also in good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his flesh or to his own desires will from the flesh reap corruption or destruction. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap Eternal life and in the Greek it signifies and it's blessings. And let us not grow what? Let us what? Not grow what? But when we're tired 
when we're offended, when we're not connected to God, guess what we do? We get weary. It says here, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. If we do not give up. Nikki Hablin and Abby and, um, D'Agostino, remember that story? They didn't give up. The, verse 10, it says, so then, when we have the opportunity, let us good do to everyone and especially those who are in the household of faith. If you want to receive and be used by the anointing and the grace of God, help somebody else. I was in AA for a long time, in Narcotics Anonymous for a long time. Remember I told you a little bit about my past before. And I had a sponsor. And those are the guys that kind of, he was a Christian. Sometimes I wondered because of the way he spoke. You know, he's a 20, 26-year Navy man. I love God, but blankety blank, blank, and you too, he would tell me. But I'm serious. He was saved but not too sanctified, if you know what I mean. So... He would tell me certain things, and he looked at me one time, and he told me, he says, your problem is that you take yourself too seriously, and you care more about you than other people. Oh, I felt great after that. (laughs) But it was true. I was selfish. And because I was selfish, I used and manipulated and coerced people, and I took shortcuts to try to get ahead, try to get you to like me. Don't look at me so strange. I know that some of you still do that. Oh, I got quiet all of a sudden. Because I want to tell you the truth, that there is hope for you. But you have to get connected with God and then in turn get connected with people. And again, I remind you that we have dream team. Serve God by serving people, small groups, connecting with God by connecting with others. Serve week, demonstrating the compassion of Jesus Christ in our community. Bags to bumpers, November the 13th, helping those in need, which will be our Thanksgiving food drive. Meadowbrook Christmas Life, celebrating and teaching the birth of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Christmas blessing. NBC is here, and we care. And we need you because I believe that greatness lies on the inside of you. Did you receive something tonight? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.